Hello, welcome back to the Mike and No Mike show. On today's episode, my guest is a former UConn and Monmouth University player. She made the move then to Israel, and now she's playing in Finland for Coops. So further ado, welcome to the show, Gabrielle Cuevas. How are you doing, Gabrielle? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's uh, Gopia then been treating you since you've been since you've been here now for a couple of months? Uh, pretty good. Now I feel like it's my home and everything like feels normal. But like I was telling you, the weather is definitely an adjustment. But I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting to it definitely. <laughs> You'll slowly get used to it. Yeah, I'm excited for the summer though. Everyone tells me the summer here is are amazing. So we'll see. Best country in the world to be for the summer. Not gonna lie. Everyone keeps telling me, but I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, you can't believe it yet because the winters are harsh here. Exactly. All right. So you're from Wayne, New Jersey, correct? Correct. So talk to me about like growing up in New Jersey and like what's your first involvement with football and for the American viewers, that's soccer. Yeah. Um, so just like normal childhood, but I got introduced to football when I was super young because my dad played all of his life and still plays even now at 60 years old. And I have one older brother and he also played, played in college, um, played a little bit after college. So pretty much from like when I started walking, I was like kicking a soccer ball. Um, and yeah, and then it just kind of stuck. Like I was just obsessed with it um, at a young age. And I think I had, you know, the talent to back it up. And then I just, I just went with it. So football's just in the family. You guys just kind of like always playing it and always talking about it. Always talking about it. Always playing it. Um, like every family vacation, it was like, okay, like where can we find the ball? Can we juggle? Let's see if we can find a pickup game somewhere. Like I remember being little and we would do family vacations to Dominican Republic and like every night right at sunset, um, my dad would like find a pickup game and like I would play, my brother would play, my dad would play, like my mom was our cheerleader on the sidelines. But um, yeah, it was just like always, always around and like we were just always playing. So your family's from the Dominican? My mom's from Dominican Republic and my dad's from Colombia. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's where the football side comes to, is the Colombian side. Because I was thinking yeah, Dominicans exactly. is more baseball, but the Colombians, they're just crazy about football. Uh, exactly. So that's definitely who we get it from. Yeah, exactly. So what was it like? How was high school career for you? Like, was it very successful for you? Were you playing in New Jersey or were you playing somewhere else? Yeah, so I actually went to um, an all-girls Catholic high school that was like 30 minutes from my town that I grew up in specifically for the soccer team. They were just a really good team and had had a lot of success. And most of the girls on the team were going to play in college. Um, so I ended up going there and we actually won. So in the States we have um, like you play in your league and then if you win, like you play in your counties. And then if you win, you go to your state, it's called States. And um, we won our county four years in a row when I was there and the States we won three years in a row. So it was like such an amazing experience that like most people don't get. And I think we had like my senior year, maybe like seven girls go D1 
in uh, for college. So it was like, you know, it was a it was a good team. It was competitive. It was fun. Um, and yeah, it was it was just a good experience. I, I actually miss it so much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then like you made the move then to Yukon University, which is Connecticut University, of course, for everybody. So I was reading somewhere that you actually you played there for four years, but the two of the years you had season ending injuries. So can you talk about what injuries you actually had that like caused you to miss two seasons out of the four? Yeah, so I actually missed three seasons out of five. So I played there for five years. Um, my freshman, sophomore, and senior year, I tore my ACL on my left knee all three times, same leg, like same grade. Um, yeah, they were like all three of them were just – I just got tackled in a weird way. And, you know, also like my meniscus went too. So – um those just like ended my season every year and then I had my junior year I was able to play and I was playing in a knee brace which was just the worst and then um my fifth year I was able to play and then because I had played only two years I still had two more years to play so that's when I made the move to Monmouth and played for two years and we had um a great season or great two seasons there we won our league and our conference. Um, I got my master's, so it all worked out, but yeah, it was, it was a really rough experience for, for college. How did you get like through that adversity then of like breaking the same knee and the same ACL three times like that? I've actually never heard of that. Somebody breaking the same ACL three times. That's like crazy. Yeah. I don't know. You know, everyone asked me that and I just like, I don't know. You just like do it. Like it just it comes. And I, I think I was like so excited about college and like, I just, I, even now I feel like I'm still growing into the player that I'm supposed to be. And so I think college, I was so ex excited to have that experience. And then it was like, it got, kept getting taken away. And so it almost like fueled my fire even more. Like I, I just had more of a drive to like, prove to people and to myself that like, I can do this. I'm a good player, like whatever comes in my way, like I'm just going to get through it. And thankfully I had like the best parents in the world. And like, I had the best teammates around me, like best staff. So that definitely made everything so much easier, but I just, it was really just like the motivation to get back on the field. And then now it's like, I can't help but think like, okay, I had three years taken away from me and like three years of developing, three years of like just playing the game. And I, I think I'm still like almost trying to catch that back. Because mm -hmm. it's like the key years, basically like 18, 19, 20, 21. You're really yeah. developing as a player. So that's like the toughest years to get injured, really. Exactly. And like in high school, I had had like some national team experience and um, I – went into college I think the coaches were expecting me to like be this big time player and I was starting as a freshman and then just like so much disappointment like from them from me being injured and from myself and so yeah when you don't have those years to develop it's just like so frustrating and now it's like I think I'm still developing and I'm like I do everything I can to like 
train hard and eat right. And it's like, I wish I had the mentality I have now, then if I wasn't injured, um, you just like can't help but wonder what type of player you would be. Um, but the injury showed me just like a completely different perspective on just life in general and like getting through things like soccer is just a game. Like there's so much more to life. Um, and really like with a positive mindset and like a good support, you really could get through every anything. And I think that's kind of like what I have taken out of it and now use in my everyday life. So it was, I always say like it happened for a reason and it was a blessing in disguise. It sucked, but <laughs> it definitely sucked. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so uh, how did the injuries come? Did, were you trying to slide tackle someone or did somebody tackle you in a bad position or how did like all kind of three, occasions occur so the first one I was dribbling forward and then um I was like coming into pressure so I was going to turn and go the other way and as I was turning two girls just came and sandwiched me and it was like oh. all three of them were like instant I knew like it happened then the second time I was jumping to clear a ball and the girl just stepped on my foot so she, my foot stayed on the ground like my the rest of my body kept going um, and then the third one was also like a turn and a sandwich tackle at the same time. Um, so yeah, I, like, I like to think that like, at least they were all tackles. So it wasn't like my body just breaking down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I like to feel better, but <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it was, they were rough, but manageable. But I mean, your mental strength to get through that is like, you have to condemn yourself and like crazy to think like three injuries like that. And so it's such a short span. And then you're just continuing to like try and develop as a player. And now like playing in Europe, like that's just a great achievement when you look back on it, really. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, um, the, I mean, there was plenty of mental breakdowns and like just, you know, obviously an emotional roller coaster, but I also think like you learn so much from watching the game. And so, because I watched, for so long and I was watching like players in my position and like the way the teams would break our team down or how we would break other teams down that it, it kind of like helps you develop still, but like mentally, like the mental side of the game and like just how to be a smarter player. So I think like, luckily I, I got to take that from that experience as well. Um, but yeah, it, it was not short of like, just mental breakdowns and like my mom constantly like just reassuring know, like, you. <laughs> yeah. So I um she actually like after my second one, she, my mom was like, okay, you need to like figure out what you love other than soccer because like I I can't keep going through this. And <laughs> so we decided that I would study abroad for a summer and I ended up like loving traveling and just like being on my own and by myself in a different country. And then it's just funny now, you know, I don't know, seven, eight years later that that's exactly what I'm doing. Where did so you now uh, study abroad? Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's okay. Um, in Italy, in Florence. Oh, wow. Beautiful then. Yeah. It was amazing. It was so much fun and exactly what I needed. Um, so yeah, so I have to, I definitely have to thank my mom for that. Uh, was it your first time leaving the States then like going outside the country? No, I had been 
um, outside the country, actually for soccer, plenty of times. Um, but that was the first time I was going like really by myself and like not knowing anyone and leaving for so long. Um, honestly, if I didn't have to finish school, I don't know if I would have come back. I think I would have like stayed and figured it out because I really did have such a good experience, but I still had, I had to finish school. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then you made the move to uh, Monmouth. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Where yeah, is Monmouth. it? Where, yeah. where is actually, where is it actually? I have no clue where Monmouth is. So it is in, uh, it's at the Jersey shore actually. Okay. So it is, um, right on the beach, like beautiful private school. It's a small D one school. Um, but it was like the perfect fit for what I needed, you know, after UConn, after the injuries, after being at like a huge school. So it was a good transition. So then how did those two years go? Cause you said that you guys won the league and made the playoffs and everything like that. So kind of talk about that experience of like how you kind of develop more than as a footballer in a way than there. Yeah, I was, um, honestly so scared to transfer because I was just like in such a comfort zone in Connecticut and like had all my best friends. And I was just like, so scared that like, I wasn't going to fit in with the team or like the coaches weren't going to like me or, you know, whatever, all these reasons that people think of. Um, luckily my best friend from UConn also went to the same school, Monmouth for her grad school year. So it was nice to have that like security blanket there with me. And it was close to home. It was only an hour away. Um, so I ended up, you know, starting there and from the beginning, it was just like such a smooth transition. The coaches were amazing. The girls were so nice, so welcoming. And it was weird because I was the oldest on the team. Um, like the freshman class that I came in with that I was actually like very close to that class. They were all like five year, no, like six years younger than me, which was just like oh. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we got along really well and on the field, there's just like such a culture there of like working hard and winning and like doing everything you can to win and um, everything you can for the team. And I loved that atmosphere. And I think our coach, our coaches did such a good job, like making you buy into that and like doing everything that is just like what's right for the team. So whether that meant like you were starting or you were sitting on the bench, like you were just doing everything in your behavior to like, do what was necessary for the team to be successful. And um, so my second year, so we ended up winning the league um, and going into the NCAA tournament my first year, which was like a huge accomplishment for the school. And then the second year um, I was named captain and we also had like another great season. Um, unfortunately, we can't get past this first round of the NCAA tournament, but they will get there eventually. Um, I got defensive player of the year. Like it was just like, I said, it was just like the ego boost I, I needed. I think like after all of these years of injuries and like all the hard work I put in, it was just nice to like feel validated. And even also to, to get that from my coaches and my teammates um, to like know that they wanted me part of the program and like to be an important role on the team. So it was, it was really like just such a great experience. And then actually right after that, um, I ended up coaching 
for them until I left for Israel. So okay. like I was in preseason, I was the second assistant and it was, it was so different than what I expected, but like such a great experience um, to now see the game in a different light. And uh, like from the coaching side of things, and I think I learned so much as a player um, teaching, you know, other players like what they should be doing or like creating new ideas, coming up with drills um, so I think like going to Mammoth really gave me an exposure that I don't think I would have had had I never been there. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic that like after all the hard years at like UConn and then you go to Monmouth and then you're very successful there and playing good and you guys made the NCAA tournament, like that must've just felt like, wow, I actually now achieved something great. And I feel like validated for all the hard work I've been through all the three surgeries I have to go through with the yeah. ACL and it's just must have been a great feeling then exactly it, it was such a good such a good feeling like it yeah. was indescribable yeah exactly so then obviously after mom did you try and like go professional in america before making the move to israel or was it straight to israel yeah. then um no i entered the draft and um i went on like a tryout for sky blue and i try out for washington spirit which were like just the two closest teams and unfortunately, like, obviously nothing came about it uh, from the tryouts. And then um, I was coaching Mammoth and I was coaching like little kids on the side. And I was just kind of like waiting for something. Like I was looking up teams, but it was just like so difficult to find anything. And then um, everything kind of just happened so quickly. Like Sky Blue called they needed a national team replacement players. So I got called, I got a contract for like the last two weeks of the season. Um, so that was also like, just so cool to be able to be on the New Jersey team that I like looked up to my whole life and playing there. And I had a lot of friends that I've trained with there. Um, so it was nice to like, see that I can keep up and I can like, you know, compete with those girls in, in that league. And then um, right after that season ended, I went, I got the opportunity to go to Israel. One of my best friends uh, from UConn was actually playing there and she has been telling me to come visit for like years. So finally she was like, okay, I got you a contract. Are you coming or what? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm in, let's do this. And um, yeah, and then I was there for, for two years. So how how was the experience then of Israel? Because, I mean, that's a very interesting move then to make from America to Israel to play in professional football in, in Israel of all places, really, yeah. in my opinion. And you played for, I want to say the name right, Kirat Gat and then Ramat Rasharon. Close. Uh, yes, Kirat Gat, <laughs> you did that one good. And Ramat Rasharon. Um, yeah, so I played, um, it, was, it was a huge move like so different everyone i don't know about like what you guys hear here but in the states you hear like kind of just like all the negative things about israel and that it's like dangerous and like you don't know what's going to happen and all of these things and so you know people in my life were were a little fearful but it was just like it was bliss really like it was such a good experience and the weather is amazing. Like I was on the beach every day. It was just like so much fun. Um, 
the level of soccer I do wish was like a little bit stronger there. There's a lot of potential and there's a lot of talent, but unfortunately there's just not the resources um, that's needed yet. And I hope it gets to that point, but right now they're just, they're just not there yet. And um, I ended up making like, like I had my best friend there. I ended up making like such good friends with the girls and we didn't practice so often and we had games once a week. So it was really just like a fun time for me. Like I, like I said, I was on the beach every day. They play this, this game. Um, it's called Fuchi Volley, which is like volleyball with your, with anything but your hands. Um, so I learned how to play that. I was like training that during the day. And then at night I'd go, I'd go to practice. And then if we didn't have practice, like we'd go play pickup somewhere. So I had like a really nice life there and um, just like the food was amazing. The culture was amazing. It was something so different than what I was used to. And I just embraced it. Um, yeah. And then unfortunately the pandemic came and ended all of that fun for me. <laughs> how did that like, did they not renew your contract? Did they suspend the season then in Israel or how did that like, what happened there then? So it was my second year. Um, I was playing for Ramata Sharon, and we had just had like our midseason break. So my parents actually were visiting me, and um, the second part of the season is just like when the teams usually break off. So like the top five teams only play against each other, and the bottom five teams only play against each other. So we were kind of waiting for like our schedule, and then we heard, okay, well, like we're gonna have another two weeks off. So it was like, okay, like, whatever, we'll deal with it. Um, and then things in the States just kind of like started going crazy. And my parents decided to leave their trip like a few days earlier than they were supposed to. And I was like, no, I'm not coming home. Like, we're, uh, we're good here. They're going to open the league in two weeks and we're fine. And then I think it was like two days later, they were like, okay, we have to send you home because we don't know when the league is going to start again or if like the league is even going to finish this season. Um, so we'll like give you your last paycheck and you guys are like, basically you're on your way out and like, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. And then wow. unfortunately it, like this, they had said like the season was over. Um, our team was in first at the time. So we won the league and then um, they contacted me again, I would say, like, in August to see if I would come back for the new season. And I just decided not to. Hold on, I'm going to close my... Yep, it's, sun, it's sunny in Finland at 8 o'clock at night, people. That's Finland for you oh, in the wow. summer. Or shall I say summer? <laughs> yeah. We don't have summer. much of the summer. So, like, do you have any cool stories from Israel? Obviously, like, Israel's just historically just a beautiful country food is amazing any like cool stories of like playing football there like you talk about the foot the pickup games and the games on the beach or anything like that um really what the coolest experience was was like it's kind of like showing people first a lot of people didn't even know that there was like a women's league that existed there so i felt like socially me and my friend had um met so many people and we're just like everyone's always playing with the ball on the beach or in the streets so like we would always just jump in um so we ended up meeting just like so many people and telling them like yeah we play soccer here like we live here 
and that's our job. That's the only thing we do. And um, just to like see their reactions. And I also think like for them, it was either like, like football was just so masculine. And so to see like these two like feminine girls playing, it was like, it almost like opened up people's eyes. Like, oh, we didn't know you can do both. And I think for me, that was like, the best experience is to kind of like break down those stereotype stereotypes or like those boundaries that they had and to show that like, yeah, we can play pickup with the boys and like we can play on the beach with the boys and we can, you know, kind of keep up um, and to give res- more respect to the women's side of, mm-hmm. of football and of just like of sports in general. So I, I think that was probably like the best experience. Did you all. go see any uh, of the men's like league? Did you go see any games there? Yeah, we actually had another friend that we went to college with that was playing on the men's side. So we went okay. to a few games um, and that was just like so nice to be able to see like another UConn person just like killing it in the league and he's still there and, and loving it. Um, so it was exciting because then it also gives you like a team to root for. <laughs> exactly. So, Which team is it? He played for Haifa. I don't know if he's still on Haifa. I think it was Haifa, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, But I don't know if he's still there, if he moved. I can't remember. Okay. So then, obviously, the pandemic hit. Obviously, a horrible time for everybody. And then you're in America. What was, like, did you have any idea what were you going to do next? Or were you just kind of, like, winging it, basically, seeing what's going to happen and then just go with that? I was really just winging it. Um, So I when I'm home, I live with my parents because I'm usually like only home for a few months out of the year. So I was back with them. And um, like the first two weeks, it was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I can't go train. Like, I I can't do anything. So I was just like working out by myself, like going to the track. Um, And it, I think like a few months in, I was like, okay, like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, is this it for, for soccer or is this like, like, do I need to like get a, like a real, real job or like what, what's, what do I do? And, um, I did, I have my master's degree in social work and I did know that like social workers were really needed. So I did apply, um, for like hospital jobs and stuff, but I've never taken my, um, licensing exam. So I'm not licensed social worker. I only have my master's. Um, so unfortunately no one hired me, but I I was trying. Um, and then slowly, like I started training kids and then I started like training for myself. And I, again, I was just like waiting around. Um, I didn't know where things were going to go is kind of like seeing what my parents were thinking about, like seeing me home every day. Like I know it's <laughs> easy for them while they're both working. Um, and then I did sign with a new agent um, in October and he was doing this thing where he was going to take all the girls he represents. And we went to, it was like, 12 of us I think so we went to Virginia for a month and we all lived together and we were supposed to go to Spain and Portugal to play against teams there in hopes that like we show well and we get a contract so we went to Virginia for the month so it it finally felt like okay like things are moving like I'm going to be playing somewhere soon um and while we were in Virginia 
it just like we couldn't get a visa to come to Europe. Like everything kind of just like fell apart. Um, it was nice to like be with a group of girls that have the same goals as you and um, are like doing the same things to achieve those goals. So like, you know, we were like training every day and like just playing every day with girls like the same level as you. And that was really fun. And it was a good break from quarantine. Um, and actually that's where I met my roommate now that I'm playing with in Virginia. Her name is Taryn. Um, so it was a good experience, like, and also to just meet girls from like all over the country. Um, so now we have like a few girls playing in different countries. So it's like fun to see how they're doing and like, oh, we need a center back or we need a midfielder. Like, can you come here? Or maybe like I can go there. Um, so that's, that's great. But yeah, after that, we couldn't get our visa. So it was just like back home. Um, my family ended up moving. So it was good that I was there to like help help them with that. Um, and then come, it was January and I kind of told myself like, okay, like I'm still gonna play, but right now playing just like isn't in the cards. So I'm gonna go to Mammoth. I'm gonna coach with them again. I'll coach, um, I train like a bunch of kids on the side. So I was like, I'll train some, some of my kids and um, I also work at the facility that I train at for myself. And I was like, I'll just work there. So I was like, I just bought myself a car. I was like ready to just like throw myself Settle into that. In. And then all of a sudden, like I got a call, like you need to make a decision tonight of like, do you want to go to Finland? And I'm like, okay. Like I came home. I'm like, mom, dad, like I'm going to Finland. Later I was, I was here. So it just happened like in the blink of an eye. Well, it took a long time. And then it happened in the blink of an eye once I accepted the fact that I didn't think I was going anywhere. So in one week, you just made the move to Finland, basically. Yeah, I was, um, like I said, I, I had just like been thinking to myself and I had just said to myself, like, okay, like this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna coach. I'm going to train. I'm going to keep myself ready. Come August, like I'll be ready to go somewhere. That like an hour later is when I got the text from my agent. And then a week later, <laughs> I, was here. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know anything about Finland. I don't think things have ever been Googled so much until like I decided to make the movie because my whole family was like, okay, let's find out about Finland. Like, let's see. Uh, what it's all about. And I think we saw that it was like the happiest country, the safest country, like the cleanest country, like all of these things. My dad's like, yeah, go to Finland. That's great. Um, <laughs> well, so we're definitely the safest and the cleanest, but I'm not too sure about the happiest, even from a Finland Finnish yeah. person myself. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, compared to like everything going on in the States, it's a night, it's definitely a nice change of pace. Oh yeah. No, a hundred percent. So how have you found like, Coops. I mean, you guys did well in the swimming cup, the Finnish cup for everybody that knows. And then now you've won the two first games of the season and you've got a seven goals and zero conceded. So how do you find like the new team? And obviously your roommate, uh, Taryn, she's also American. So that a little bit eases you in like adjusting to the team. And then obviously other Finnish people speak English well. So then there's a, that involved. So talk about Coops and like how you found Finland so far, really. Um, so like I said, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know what to expect from, from the club. I had come from a club that was, um, like they didn't have the resources. So things like weren't always done so professionally. 
um, practice times were always just like at different times, like, you know, it's just like a lot of chaos in a sense. And then I come here and like, you know, everything just so organized, like we know what we're doing at practice before practice even happens, like a set schedule. And um, the staff was just like so great, so welcoming. Everything's in English, which also just like makes everything easier for me. And then, you know, like the girls understand it. So it's not like scary to talk to them. Um, the girls were so nice. Finnish people are a little shy. So that was definitely an adjustment. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, once I started to feel comfortable, once they felt comfortable, it was just easy. And um, Coops is, I mean, it, I mean, Quopio uh, is small. So that's also good because it's just like, now I, I just like know my surroundings. I feel safe. I know, you know, where my grocery store is and, you know, where the gym is and I can walk everywhere. Um, so that's good. And then, uh, like I said, the club is just, it's, it exceeded my expectations and from like the professionalism to the level, um, I feel like every day in practice, like I'm getting better, I'm learning something new and, um, I, I'm really enjoying it so far. And I think what makes it even better, better is having Taryn here. Like it is nice to have another, another American here. And we, I think get along like so well and we're just like always laughing and always just like creating the best of the situation that we're in. And so it's just made the experience like that much better. Um, so yeah, so I'm so far, I'm happy here and, and we had two wins. So that's, also that's great. always good that's always yeah. good so how did they did the coaches talk about any kind of goals for you guys this season like hey we want to reach this position in the league is there anything like that been talked about yeah i mean i think and i'm sure this is every team's goal but like it, it is to win the league and obviously our goal was to win the cup and unfortunately that didn't happen and we didn't even perform you know close to our potential in that game but I think it was like a good lesson for us to learn and definitely has helped us adjust the way we play, the way we think, the way we prepare. Um, so that's, that was good for us, I think. Um, and the goal is just to like, is just to like keep grinding in a sense and to not get complacent with where we are in the league. Like, yeah, now we have two wins, but like, that doesn't mean we could just take the next game easier, take it off. Like now maybe it's even like more chat. It's already going to be a difficult game on Sunday. And now like, it's even more challenging because we have two wins under our belt and no goals against and all of these goals for us. Um, so I think that's like our main focus is to just like make sure we're doing everything that we can to be successful. Yep, exactly. So, um, you guys lost in the Finnish Cup to Alan United, right? I think it was like 4-3 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dang, that's all, almost beat them because they're the defending champions of the league, actually. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, so that was very unfortunate. It was just – it just wasn't our game. We just, like, could not click. It it just wasn't, wasn't – I think I, I think I saw somewhere you guys scored all your three goals from penalties, right? Yeah. <laughs> a crazy <Yeah>. game <laughs> crazy so you know obviously the Finnish league is actually quite good level like we have very good performing players who go then to play like in Denmark England Italy Spain a lot of good players so yeah. do you have like a one-year contract with Kups yeah right now it's a one-year contract um 
maybe it'll be extended. I don't know. Um, I do, you know, my goal is to like continue to develop and to get better. And um, I would love to play in other countries and, you know, just continue to challenge myself as far as my timeline goes. I don't know, like, you know, when everything will happen, but I'm happy here. I'm like really enjoying myself and we'll see for next year if, if they want me back. So yeah. I, it's only, it's only been two games of this season. So there's a exactly. long way to go. Season to go. So there's we'll a long see. way to go. So I, one of the questions I got actually from when I asked questions to my Instagram page was what's the strangest thing about Finland that you've experienced so far? The strangest thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe that people put ketchup on pasta. <laughs> One thing that comes to mind. Have you seen like in, when you go to the grocery store that when you recycle the bottles, you get money back? Now, well, I've seen it, but I haven't done it. Maybe I really need to because we save like we have so many bottles here. I, I feel like we can get some good use out of that. Exactly. Exactly. So obviously, and obviously this weekend is Wapel too. So that's, well, in Finland, it's a very big drinking day. It's like okay. the labor, it's Labor Day in America, basically. It's like the oh. working day. Yeah. Okay. So it's a very big holiday here. So you'll see like a lot of balloons and stuff like that. It's very. Oh, that's so exciting. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a very, very big holiday here in Finland. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what other questions we have here. Actually, who was your role model when you were growing up? Like, did you have a role model you looked up to? Like, hey, I want to be kind of like her in a way. Um, I mean, in terms of like, you know, celebrity or like women's big players, it was, of course, Mia Hamm. Like, who doesn't want oh, to be course. like Mia Hamm? I wore number nine because she wore number nine. Um, but as I got older, there was this player um, – yeah, Elle Averbush, who was, she played for the same club that I did growing up, but she's a few years older than me. And uh, she went to UNC and she played in the league. She played on the national team. Um, and she actually just created, or not just, but she created um, this app that helps players like develop and like be able to train themselves. And she was just, she wasn't a flashy player but she was just, she just did everything the way she was supposed to. Like she was always working so hard, always stayed after practice. Like the way she played was just so beautiful and like classic. And I think she was someone that I always like really admired and wanted to play like, and we also play um, similar positions. And I would like to think I play somewhat like her in terms of like simplicity. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, so she was always someone that I, I really looked up to and she always would come to our team and like, you know, say some like inspirational words and stuff. So she was always someone that I, I kept in the back of my head, like, okay, like I need to be like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So another question yeah. is what is your favorite country that you've played in? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I don't know <laughs> um they just all like give different experiences maybe costa rica um i went you with costa rica team. wow yeah well, I team when i was in high school and um 
we went for like maybe a week or two and the trip overall was just like so much fun and just like such a good experience. So I feel like that's something that definitely sticks out. I've heard Costa Rica is amazing. Is it as beautiful as it is? Amazing. Like you have to go if you have the chance. Oh, I need to go there one day. <laughs> one day I'll go. I've been to Colombia actually. That was amazing. Oh my God, no way. Yeah. I've been to Bogota and uh, Cartagena. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah my, we haven't gone since I was like a baby. So it's, it's on my list. So hopefully okay, exactly. I'll be there soon. I even have a Colombian jersey when I went there. I have the Colombian national team jersey. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Um, let's see what else we have here. So what's your favorite memory from high school football or soccer? Um, you would think it would be like winning and all these things, but we used to do this scavenger hunt um, in the beginning of the season, kind of to just get like everyone loose and acquainted and like just to like make the team closer. And my senior year, it would, we were like all over the town and we were driving everywhere and it was just like such a big deal. And that night like sticks out of my head and it was just so much fun. And I think it bonded our team so much. And I think honestly, that's why we were so successful my senior year. So yeah. that has to be my favorite experience. I mean, high school, because I played high school soccer in America too. And it was, it was a lot of fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Like you really yeah, do bond, sure. bond with the players. Yeah. Because that's a big thing in America, especially. Yeah, for sure. And then one last question I have for you, because obviously this is a very big topic in America at least, but what about, what's your feelings about like the inequality with like how the men and the women are paid? Because obviously like Megan Rapino, she talks a lot about it. Like, oh, we need to get like the women's, you know, paid more because they deserve it to be honest they get much more publicity than the men's team do so what's like your kind of thought about that obviously you probably share the same thoughts as her as as i do as well yeah so i am like a u.s women's national team fan i like look up to all those players and have so much respect for them for their talent for the voices that they use um and yeah i agree that they should be compensated equally um, when this all first was coming out, I wasn't necessarily like, you know, so on board and it wasn't because I don't think that, you know, they're equal, but it's more of like, okay, like we need to look at the numbers, looking at the numbers. Like, are they, are they bringing in the same amount of money? Are they bringing in the same viewership? Um, and I think over time they have proven that they are. And that like, if anything, their viewership is going up They're the money they're bringing in is going up, they're winning. And um, with all that, they've proven that they do deserve it. And they even have the support from the men's side. Um, so I'm, I'm like so confused as to why there's still like such a discrepancy and like why they don't want this to happen. But um, yeah, I'm like totally in support of it. And I love the fact that like they've been so candid and just like open about it. Um, I think it's important for the younger generation growing up. I think, you know, even for like, players like me that that see that like it it makes you want to like speak up for yourself a little bit more and like kind of know what you deserve um so i think i think they're doing great work and hopefully in the near future they'll be getting the compensation that they deserve i'm i'm sure they will to be honest because they their like viewership is ridiculous because i think yeah. with, the, with the women's team like for like females in america like soccer is the biggest sport by far yeah definitely i can tell you I think maybe every girl on the roster 
and, and in like the pool, I can't tell you like more than three players on the men's side, you know, like that's, <laughs> like, that's like, even so common for like everyone in the States. Like you ask even like someone random, like, okay, like name two U.S. women's national team players and they can name, you know, Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe. And it's like, yep. they necessarily can't do that for the men's side. Um, so I think that just goes to show that like, they're doing a good job and they're getting themselves out there and they're doing whatever outreach they need to be doing to get their viewership up, but they just haven't been awarded what they should be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hopefully one day that will come true that to be honest, they should get paid more. And then I think that we will definitely see that hopefully yeah. in the near future. Cause that, that's what they deserve. Rather than later. So we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Gabriel. I mean, your story is unbelievable going through the injuries and now you went to Israel kind of like a vacation playing football at the same time, yeah. enjoying life. Then you went back to America. You don't know what you're doing. Pandemic hits. You're like, what do I do now? And now you're here in Finland and enjoying playing football. And I think that's just like an incredible story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's, I'm so happy to be here. And I feel like all the crazy things that happened in the last year, was just meant to, to bring me here. So that's good. And of all places, Scorpio, Finland. Have you, have you visited Helsinki? That's like the last question. Yeah, I've actually been there a few times for games, but I haven't really like, you know, gotten to experience it. Like we go on walks so I can see the city and it looks beautiful. Um, but I'm excited to go there like, you know, free weekend and, and really explore. You definitely should. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. And, so. uh, Turku too. That's where I want to go. Turku. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like the very, like kind of the oldest city in Finland, basically a lot of historical yeah, buildings. We- we went um, when we were going to Holland and I just like fell in love with the city. So I'm like, okay, I definitely need to come back here when I have a free weekend. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Gabriel. And obviously good luck for the rest of the season. Hopefully you guys do well. And hopefully I can come catch a game when they allow yeah, supporters seriously. back in the stadium. Yeah. Thanks so much for this. This was amazing. I yes. appreciate it. Of course. Of course. So guys click whatever it is click like subscribe all that junk i mean i don't really care i'm just here to give these people like a platform for them to express their stories and gabriel did that today so one last thing people we're almost done with pandemic here in finland so just wash the hands thank you so much guys peace thank you.